It's the Brew Ha Ha Podcast. It is your Thursday drive, and that means, of course, the drive Brew Ha Ha, brought to you by the Poppy Bank Epicenter Victory House and Russian River Brewing. Our guest today is Brian Rengel from Old Kaz Brewery. Dude, sit down and grab a mic, and uh, I will say welcome. It's good to have you guys in. I'm a big fan of Old Kaz. And we want to start with talking about uh, the history of Old Cass. You guys are yeah. celebrating an anniversary. We did, yeah, last weekend. Yeah. It was uh, it was a real get-down, if I can say so myself. Well, I'm sure it was. <laughs> I mean, you can't have an anniversary for a brewery without a big get-down. Yeah, no, it was incredible. We, we shut the whole parking lot down, and, I mean, Saturday... We had our friend Laidbag Zach come up and, and throw down some beats for us and some lines, and we had a bunch of bands. And I mean, at Saturday, Saturday at one point, we had the whole parking lot shut down, and it was standing room only in the entire parking lot. That's insane. No, That's- I believe it, because you guys are well-loved. Your beer is well-loved. And, of course, uh, Old, Casade- uh, Old Caz Brewery uh, comes from Old Casadero Road. Yep. Uh, in West Sonoma County, and uh, my director, Michael Young, grew up uh, in Casadero yeah. for a good part of his life. Yeah. Hell yeah. And we- I've, I've spent a lot of time uh, in Casadero, and it's such a cool place. It's it's incredible, and it's uh, you get a lot of guff, I'm not going to lie, from the Casadarians yeah. who are like, oh, which one of you lives out in Casadero? Well, we're not talking about downtown Casadero. <laughs> Casadero right, proper. They call, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Casadero proper. Uh, we're talking about, and where exactly are you guys located? So we're in Roner Park, actually. Yes, um, of course. My business partner. <laughs> when I think of Casadero, I think of Roner Park. Exactly. But- yeah. So my business partner and I, we went to, we met at Sonoma State. We were on the rowing team together. Uh, we lived together. We worked together, and so we're just like, um, we get really into cycling at one point in college. And so when we were coming up with the name for the brewery, we decided we got to name it after a road in West County because we just absolutely fell in love with this area. So. The question is, do we name the brewery, uh, you know, Kings Ridge Brewing or Coleman Valley Brewing or right. Skag Springs Brewing? And we settled on Old Casadero Road because if you've ever driven that road and it doesn't go all the way through anymore, you got to go from Guerneville, but it is just a six-mile death climb. It's an incredible road, yeah. and it's like dark and damp at the bottom with the overgrown redwood trees and the funky houses, and then it goes all the way up to the top where it's hot and it's open. And it's got the oak trees, and it's this like broken asphalt, and it's just kind of all of West County, Sonoma, in one beautiful six-mile hill. It's incredible. All right. So the beginning, actually, of Old Kaz, uh, and you guys are based, as you said, in Rohnert Park. Correct. Yeah, but on uh, on State Farm Drive. Okay. Give yeah. us the whole history. Then. So, so I was working um, after college. I went and worked as an underwater welder, and I was working in the Gulf of Mexico, and then that work slowed down, and so I was working in Africa for a while, and then that slowed down, and I was working in Alaska. And at that point, Jeez. Tom, yeah, I, I was uh, captain of an underwater gold dredge in Nome, Alaska. Of course you were. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap, man. Yeah. yeah. And actually, the name of my boat in Alaska is the name of our blonde ale, the Midas. So uh, it was my second summer up in Alaska. And Tom, he had been brewing at Bear Republic for about four or five years at that point. 
and he gives me a call and he's like, "Hey man, I'm uh, I'm putting a business plan together. I've got some uh, tasty recipes. Do you want to start this brewery like we used to joke about in college?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm down. I uh, I got to be here for the next couple months, and then I'll see you after that." And then it's just been you know nose to the grindstone ever since. How many years now? Uh, so it was four year anniversary, which is we right. consider for the tap room. Technically five years since the first keg of Old Cas was sold. Um, and then obviously, you know, that was a year after we started looking for places to go and places to open up and putting the whole plan together. So it's been, uh, it's been a hell of a ride, you know? Hell yeah. <laughs> Talk about a hell of a ride is yeah. everything you've done in your career. Yeah. That yeah. is a hell of a ride. <laughs> uh, it is the drive brew. Ha ha brought to you by Russian river brewing and the victory house at uh, Poppy Bank Epicenter in Santa Rosa. Now, your tap room is open for pints every day of the week. Yep. Explain how that works and then explain the actual tap room hours because it's Monday through Thursday, what, 3 to 9 p.m., and then there's weekend uh, hours as well. Yeah, so I think... I mean, I have to check Google. Google knows better than me. I That's just what I'm that on handle. Right now. I'll, <laughs> I'll help you out. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 3 to 9 on weekdays. And then Saturdays, I want to say it's like 10 to... 3 to 10. 3 to 10. And Saturday then, noon to 10. Saturday Sunday, noon to 10. Sunday noon to 7. And Sunday noon to 7. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Good thing I'm here. <laughs> I know. I put it into Google so that I wouldn't have to remember it, and I just check it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, food trucks. Yep. Food, always happening. Food trucks every day. Um, <clears throat> it's been uh, It's been a... Uh, goal to get to the seven days a week um, schedule. I think, <coughs> excuse me, I think it's better that it's just we're always open. We've always got beer on tap. The tap room, if we're closed, is just empty. We might as well be open. And uh, so it's cool to create a space for people to come and, and hang out and try some tasty beers and maybe get some food from a truck that you uh, wouldn't normally go to. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Old. Kaz, C-A-Z, oldkaz.com, folks. Check out everything they're up to and the hours and such. Uh, so how did you become into the world of beer, other than uh, everything you've been talking about, obviously, uh, <laughs> would equal well, wanting to drink beer? Well, so I've been practicing drinking beer since I was a teenager. <laughs> um, <laughs> I... You know, it's funny to to say, but in college, my partner Tom and I, we were drinking 40s and Old English and Keystone Light and, you know, playing beer pong and that kind of thing. And now it's, you know, we're making craft beer and we're drinking on a much more serious level, I guess, but it's all very measured. So, um, I don't know. It just kind of, it was almost something where it was just kind of a joke and then just kind of escalated and now it's a it's a very serious thing and uh yeah and talk about the beers you guys are brewing at old Cas. yeah so we uh make a beer for everyone we've got kettle sours for those who don't like necessarily the standard beers we've got hard seltzers that are gluten reduced although there's no gluten in it it's the same tanks that we make the regular beer in um we've got lagers We've got Pilsners, we've got Pale Ale, IPA, West Coast, Double, Hazies, 
Um, we've got a stout on tap right now, and then in, when the winter comes back, we'll probably have the porter back. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I mean, we've got, we have this one beer, the Orange Crush. This is an Imperial Kettle Sour, which is a genre of beer that we kind of made up on the fly. But it's an 8% beer that tastes like a mimosa, basically. It's really? incredible. It's wow. addicting. Yeah. Be careful. <laughs> uh, uh, pour a taste for my director, Mike, here. Yeah. There you go. Here. Hold on. I've got one ready. Okay. So this is our Pilsner. So this oh, is, I love a good Pilsner. This is the Czech Pilsner. It's the Bukovani Pivo. Um, so this beer, we actually just won gold at the U.S. Open. It's uh, It's got a little bit more, like, nuts to it, you know? It's got a little bit of mouthfeel, but it's still very crisp, very clean, light Pilsner. Good, uh, Mike, your thoughts? Turn your well. mic on, Mike. No, very, very refreshing. Good your mic's not on. It and... Well, my mic's on. I guarantee yeah. you it's not. Hello? No. You've got the main mic, too. <laughs> well, here, talking to Mike. No, it's a great beer. Um, very refreshing, very crisp to the taste. Um, it's a good body to it, good back end, and I'm enjoying it just uh, just off of one sip. That just makes me want to go back for more. Oh yeah, so really, good, really good tasting beer. Here. <laughs> so and that you're allowed to go back for more. <laughs> so that right there is what we call a crushable beer. So a crushable beer, we only make crushable beers. A crushable yeah, explain beer. Explain that. Yeah. So that's this category again that we made up, and a crushable beer is a beer that you would order once without necessarily ever trying or knowing. And then go, wow, this is pretty good. All right, I'll probably I'll get a second one, and then you probably get a third one. So <laughs> all of our beers are crushing. I like that. Yeah. Uh, wow. And uh, my friend Harry Duke, who was here uh, re- uh, earlier today doing Theater Thursday, which he does still on Thursdays, he uh, sent me a text saying, Sonoma State has a rowing team? <laughs> who the hell knew? I know. Where the hell I did know. you guys row? We rode on the Petaluma. Mm-hmm. Amid all of the uh, empty beer bottles and um, syringes. <laughs> because and, it was a mess back then. It certainly was. And uh, you know what? I think that we were better for it. It really lets you test your metal out on uh, somewhere like the Petaluma River. But yeah, I mean, Tom and I, we drove down six days a week at 4.30 in the morning every single day. Holy crap. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. You really learn, uh, you learn what you're made of when you can do something like that for that long. And it was officially a Sonoma State University rowing team. Yep, yep. I mean, it was club team, but yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. So um, That's amazing. Yeah, and we were pretty good, you know? I mean, I thought so. My, my mom thought I was very good, so I guess that counts. <laughs> <laughs> of course it counts, man. Uh, wow, it's Old Kaz Brewing. Uh, Brian Rengel yep. is with us from Old Kaz. Uh, they just celebrated their fourth anniversary. Yep. Uh, what else is coming up for Old Cass? I mean, you guys are going to stay in business and oh, keep, yeah. keep kiss, kicking ass. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, what other th- thoughts or plans do you have for the future? We have nothing but uh, explosive ideas and expansion in mind. So we are actually in the process of building a new tasting room at SOMO. Um, which is over by Sally Tomatoes, the yes, old HP facility. Yeah, oh, that's per- that's perfect. Yeah, man. so yeah. we're building out this big, awesome tap room. 
We're going to have some fermentation tanks in there, big, beautiful patio. We have a little stage so that we can do like some local bands and, and singers and that kind of thing. Um, we have a dedicated spot on the patio for food trucks. So we're going to have our own kitchen, which we can supplement. And then the goal is to feature, you know, all sorts of fun new things. So it's going to have much more parking than the current space and uh, much more walkability. Obviously, the smart train is right there. And the bike path on the smart train goes straight to it. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, that's which perfect. I love because I live right off the bike path as well. Harry also asks uh, for me to ask you about the tap room being made of repurposed materials. Talk about that. <laughs> so what he's talking about is, uh, is something that my partner and I came up with we called the free Craigslist business model. So <laughs> I like that. <laughs> when we started the brewery, we're just two 30-year-old dudes who don't have any money. So we come up with this idea where basically everything has to be free stuff that we get on Craigslist. So the first thing that we find is a meat processing facility that went out of business and we collected all the panels. It took us like almost a month to get everything out of there. And then we rebuilt this giant cold box in the brewery. And so that's where it started. And then we're like, oh, my God, this can actually work. So next thing you know, all of the stuff in our office, the TVs, the chairs, the desks, the everything is all free stuff that we're getting on Craigslist. Then we're you know, buying a forklift off the side of the road from some guy over by Lowe's and driving it home. And then, uh, and then we, you know, find like a couple, a couple kegs and like a little bit of, uh, oh, a computer. Like, and then what we actually, like the culmination of all of this was we find out that uh, Fieldwork just got a new brewery, a new brew house. And the brew house is what cooks the beer. And so they just get this new brew house. They had to cut the legs off their old one to get it out of the building. And uh, we hear about it randomly, and they're like, if you will get this thing out of our parking lot next week, we will give you everything for free. So we were like, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, wow. well, yeah we'll come and get it. So How we, got cool. like, we got like quarter million dollars worth of brewing equipment, totally free. And it just like saved our necks. And um, so we actually just brewed a beer in honor of that called the Brew House Revival. It's a, a Fieldwork Old Cas collaboration beer. The West Coast IPA, very, very good. And uh, the can is actually the blueprints of the brew house that we, uh, that, we, that we have installed in our facility now. That is such a great story. Yeah. As is your story, <laughs> such a great story. And I yeah. wanna, I'll reiterate that and have you uh, mention it again. In the meantime... Perlinda is here, our beer goddess. She made it. Uh, she just landed a few hours ago at SFO from London and uh, made her way up here. Hello, dear. Now, how's it going? Uh, pray tell everything. Because <laughs> last week you were in and you had just come back from where again? Finland. Finland. Oh, my God. And then you said uh, the next day, I guess last Friday, you were flying back to London. To, uh, to to Liverpool, Liverpool uh, <laughs> but explain exactly what you did. And I saw some photos on Facebook and such. I mean, it's look at this that Frida gave me. Amazing so story. I was going there. I got invited. So uh, several years ago, uh, Pete Best played at the Mystic in Petaluma, who was the original drummer for the Beatles. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I kept sorry, kept following him from then on. And I saw uh, saw on his like Twitter and stuff that he is, helps start the Liverpool Beatles Museum. Him and his bandmates and his family started the Liverpool Beatles Museum and when I go to judge the British Pie Awards, I'm you know, I'm not that far from there in Melton Mowbray. So I went 
2022 to the museum, became friends with the manager who is his guitarist for Pete Best. So I got on their email. You know, they were told, sent me an email that Frida, good old Frida, who there was a documentary <laughs> about her on Netflix. Yeah, I saw that. But yeah. explain to everyone who Frida is. So Frida was first their fan club manager when she was 17 years old. Oh, I put that in there to protect it. Um, when she was 17 years old, she started. Um, her friend actually started the fan club for the Beatles. And then her friend got a boyfriend and had no interest in doing anything else anymore. And she became the fan club manager. Then she started going at lunchtime to to the Cavern Club, where I just spent like every night at for the last few days, to go see the Beatles at lunchtime. They would play lunchtime shows. Right, yeah. yeah. She became friends with them, and she could actually like call Paul's house and and say, "Hey, can you play this? It's going to be my friend's birthday. Can you play this <laughs> tomorrow at the Cavern?" And then Brian Epstein, who you know became their manager. He said, "Why don't you come and work for us?" She was like, she literally was seventeen years old. Come, I'm I'm taking over management of the Beatles. I'd like you to be the secretary. Um, she already had been in a typing pool as her job, wow. and she'd already been managing the fan. So, but she is so loyal to them. She's got all the dirt on the Beatles. She knows ah. all the stuff. So she's she never. Oh, don't we all? <laughs> well, oh boy, there was a, there was a lot. Uh, but she she never wrote a book, and she hardly did any interviews or anything until. So she had a she had a son and daughter, and so she was with the Beatles all the way till they broke up and at Apple Records and everything, even through two her both her pregnancies. Her son begged her to write something or do something he wanted to you know for like a legacy yeah. and she didn't want to do it and then her son died mm. and yeah and pretty young and her daughter had a little boy and she decided that's it I'm going to go ahead and do this she's like I'm not going to tell the dirt but I will talk about my time and things yeah. so she actually gave me the picture that's in front of Steve is a picture with Paul McCartney. Yeah. She signed it for me. She signed me. it for you. And, this and that was during Magical Mystery Tour. She actually went on the bus with look them. Look how young she is. She was really young. Yeah, she, She's amazing. younger than them. And um, so Brian Epstein had just died when they started the Magical Mystery Tour movie. Paul was trying to keep the band together and stuff. So she <laughs> had started that. But I ended up like... So I'm there. I was going to go to Dublin the next day after meeting Frida... And Paul, the manager of the Liverpool Beatles Museum, that's Pete Best. How old is Frida now? Let's see. Paul just turned 81. So Frida, I believe, is 77. Wow. Somebody older than me. Thank God. That's a classic photo that she signed. She's she's a a hoot and a half, down to earth as heck. And, you know, so she could have made some money off of all this for a while, but... So then Paul invited me. He's, I was going to go to Dublin the next day. Thank God I didn't because I don't know if you guys heard the news here. It was all over the news there, BBC and everything. No flights in or out of the UK. So I what? didn't go to Dublin. But Paul, had a, um, the manager of the Beatles Museum, said, Hey, Tony Bramwell, who was their tour manager, is speaking tomorrow. I'll put you on the guest list and come back. <laughs> so I did. Yeah. And luckily, I wouldn't have been able to make it to Dublin anyway. And I ended up going to dinner, 16 of us, with Pete Best's brother, Rogue Aspinall. Do you remember who? You remember Neil, Neil Aspinall? Neil Aspinall, yes. So check it out. Neil Aspinall is also 
his father. So Pete Best's brother. So Mona Best that started the Casbah. This Kasbah, is so complicated. It's complicated. Okay. Okay. So Mona Best, I need Pete a, Best's no, mom. Uh, uh, Brian, <laughs> drink some more beer. Yeah, you're right. That started okay. the Casbah. <laughs> It'll come into they total really focus. <laughs> Mona had an affair with Neil Aspinall and had Pete Best's half brother, and they are super close. And Neil, I mean, uh, Rogue Aspinall, his half brother, plays drums. They have two drum sets when Pete Best goes out and plays. Because Pete's, you know, he's 80 years old. Yeah. And so Rogue and his brother, they play side by side, two sets of drums. And they're going to come out. They asked me if I could find a spot for them to play out here. And I said, oh, yeah, and you're going to be on the radio with us when you guys come out here. Yeah, have them play in the green room right here in well, front of yeah, me. They yeah, they could do the backyard. They could do Hot Month. Sure. They could do the Mystic. Okay. They should play old so, Cass. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. Again, it is The Drive Brew Ha Ha, brought to you by Russian River Brewing and the Victory House at uh, Epicenter in Santa Rosa. Our guest today is Brian Rengel. From Old Kaz Brewing, mm. they just celebrated four years. Uh, give me, lay down some more information about this trip to Liverpool. Oh my God! Well, so I didn't even know when I till I got there that it was the international. Um, do you want a little more beer? This I haven't had a taste yet. Oh, this I oh, got yeah. a taste from Old Kaz. It's actually yeah. one of my favorites. Um, I brought some Irish. Um, Irish. I brought some British mature cheddar as well too. It turned out it was International Beatles Week, and they've been doing this for years. I had no idea. In Liverpool? In Liverpool. In, yeah, okay. So all over Makes Liverpool, sense. in the Cavern, at the theaters, the Liverpool Art Institute, where, you know, Paul and John met, they had concerts. Like, they had bands from, I, just the ones I saw were from Brazil, Norway, Finland. Um, I met, there was an all-girls band of, like, teenage girls from Nashville called Penny Lane Nashville. Um, Japan. I mean, and all doing kind of their takes on Beatles, but totally respectfully and good. So all over the city, it was like, I, and all these people singing together. It was Beatles together. mania. It was Beatles mania. I was like, in, <laughs> I was in heaven. And, uh, and then some bands were just like Paul. And then one was a George Harrison tribute. And they had a different band every hour until wow. 4 a.m., uh-huh. All over the city. I'm I'm kind of tired, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. Yeah. No, I can't imagine. Yeah. So I went by myself, and I ended up meeting a bunch of cool people. And you flew oh into goodness. SFO. I just flew four into SFO. hours ago or so. My flight. You could see this brown haze of smoke. I also saw Burning Man from the sky. Oh. You could see the. I got pictures of it too. It's pretty cool. Wow. Um, but it was. I would rather be up looking at it because it looked pretty dusty. Yeah, there's um, a lot of hippies down there. It's yeah. better to fly over. Yeah, it was much <laughs> Said the hippie from old Kaz. Is that a trip? I knew you'd love Brian. Did, did, no, did, no. did he tell you about the doing also the um, underwater gold mining in Alaska? Yes, yeah. and, and uh, as I said earlier, we're going to rediscuss and have him talk about his past <laughs> that he ran down, and I, my head is still spinning from I've, what you were talking about. I've done a lot of crazy stuff. I, uh, I say that I'm the oldest 34-year-old you'll ever meet. Him and my dad got along really well. Yeah, my he dad was, was great. Isn't he cool? Yeah, and her Linda, go ahead and give me uh, and all of us your take on old Kaz. Well, well, he, when Mark um, Carpenter was was, you know, on on the show a lot, old Kaz came in and Mark just fell in love with them and their beer and also the story, of course, because Mark does welding and all that as well. 
Mark Carpenter, who is the head brewer for, um, at Anchor for 45 years, for those that don't know. And, of course, Ryan and Mark totally hit it off. And then we went yeah. and met over at the brewery one day and had the you know the total lowdown with you guys and yeah. tasted all the beers and um, it's it's a it's, it's just a crazy story what we've been not to toot my own horn but like what we've been able to accomplish toot away my friend just with just head down press forward that's the motto and it's just like no it, oh COVID okay oh fires oh, okay right, just let's just figure it out and we seem to have figured it out. And it was cool to show Mark Carpenter around. Uh, I I had a blast chatting with him. It's Mark Carpenter from Anchor Brewing. From Anchor Brewing, uh, he, he's a similar. The guy's amazing. He's a similar DIY guy, kind of like I am. And uh, you know, but what I, an icon in the world of uh, brewing. Yeah. Not, not only in the Bay Area, but all oh, over yeah. the world. Oh know? yeah, yeah. I mean, Erlinda was telling me that Anchor uh, beer was the first. American or the first beer or the first American beer to go yeah, over the Berlin Wall. Yeah, like that's insane. Yeah. That's such a cool. I don't know. I've done cool stuff, but not that cool. <laughs> yeah, the, our, <laughs> our friends in Poland when they met uh, Mark, they like he started crying. Yeah, <coughs> that's okay, so cool. Where's the cough button on this? Um, on the new mics? We have no station. cough buttons. No you cough can button. just hack <laughs> on the air. It's I fine. literally just got off a plane, but um, <laughs> like, see. So what else? Oh, so. I'm sitting at dinner with Pete, with Pete Best in family in Liverpool and all these people. And the people that I got sat with in, in my little corner there, her name is Luna Collins. What One of them was, and I can't remember her friend's name, but they said, hey, do you know Tracy Bocce? You, you know, you're from Sonoma County. You, you know Tracy Bocce? It turns out it's one lady's sister. She plays in hard rock bands and stuff around here. And Luna Collins... Her son's band has... She goes, hey, does Steve Jackson still do the drive? My son was on his show. <laughs> this is in Liverpool at dinner. <laughs> and I can't remember the name of the band, but if I told you the name of the band, isn't that funny? So it's a lady from Sonoma County that lives in Manchester now. That's just that's just how it works. I, yeah, the smallest world in the biggest world, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I went to Strawberry Fields. The Strawberry Fields? I've been to, like... Strawberry Fields, but not the uh, Strawberry Fields. I've been to the marker in uh, in New York that says "Imagine" across from the D- Dakota. I, I remember in, that. Yeah, I that also. Well, so the real Strawberry Fields, where Lennon wrote the song. Yes, yeah. right. That's it was right. An, oh. yeah. It was an orphanage down the street from his house, which I also went to. So we actually went to Amp. Okay, so one of the the guys that runs the museum, his friend said. Hey, have you been to the houses where they grew up? And I had been to a couple of them, but I hadn't been to John's. And he said, I'll, I'll take you. You know, as, as my friend had told me, don't be so open. Don't be so friendly. You're going to be by yourself. You need to be really careful. So what do I do? I get in a stranger's car. Yeah. And, and of course. It. You're yeah. her Linda. Yeah. So I get in a stranger's car. Only good things yeah. can come from this. With this other guy from France who's been at the thing. And he took us to... Um, John's house where Aunt Mimi, you know, because John's mom got got killed in a car crash when he was really young, and his Aunt Mimi raised him. She has right. the posh house, as they say. Mm. So we went there, and I have pictures of that, and also saw right right across the street was where his mom got killed, like oh. right in front of his aunt's house, which is terrible. Jeez. But then down the street was Strawberry Fields, this orphanage, and John used to go over there and play with some of the kids, mm. and... 
so we didn't get to go in because it was already closed, but they have these beautiful red gates. Yeah. And people were kept stealing the gates, so they had to put replicas <laughs> in. So, <clears throat> yeah. I would have been one of those people. Yeah. Just but now it's actually uh, open to the public. You can you can go in and you know pay, and, and it's run by the Salvation Army. You play oh, with cool. the? Can you play with the children still? Or I don't it? know if there's <laughs> kids still there. Though. It's just a oh, that's a shame. It well, is the, the drive <laughs> brouhaha brought to you by Russian River Brewing and the Victory House. Uh, at the Epicenter in Santa Rosa. Her Linda, of course, just back from Liverpool. And our guest is Brian Rangel from Old Caz Brewery. So I decided to play some more Beatles stuff. And uh, her Linda, uh, keep talking about your quick trip to Liverpool and everything that happened because well, it's such an amazing thing. You would have loved it because there were so many musicians from all over the place. So I met this um, Indonesian Beatles cover band from. Jakarta, and cool. I, I, I actually like I, I did a little talk with them and did some pictures with them. Uh, that was pretty cool, and asked each one of them like because like, Beatles are so like all over the world. I mean, I knew people, you know, like, oh, so, yeah. you know, people from all over the world, you know, love them. But when you're like in this room with a, a band from Indonesia, dressed up, you know, like you or, know, they they dressed up. Like the Beatles? Yeah, I, I have to show you. Here, 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 look at this picture. And, and they're so into it. And I asked them, how does it feel to be singing at the Cavern Club in Liverpool on stage? And you they're know, all wearing leather jackets. And, and leather like pants. older and, Beatles. Yeah, yeah exactly. And they That's were, cute. They were, they were a hoot and a half. Um, and then there was these, this, you know, like we're saying, these girls, Penny Lane, Nashville, that just, they didn't try to dress up like the Beatles, they just dressed cool. They were like like maybe like Linda McCartney. And they didn't the just 70s. come out and sing Penny Lane. What did they they did all sorts they, of they Beatles did songs? Helter Skelter, they did Revolution. And how old were they? Uh they were like nineteen, twenty years old. But wow. drinking age is eighteen huh. there, so they were able to drink and so it's so it funny. Makes it we, yeah. And all the all the guys <laughs> wanted to talk to them. It was it was kinda of funny. So I was kinda of playing mother hen and just keeping an eye on them. But um, yeah, so they want to come out and, pl- and play also. So I think we could yeah. do our own little little thing. And I would. Oh, I brought you a present. You always do, I of course. You a it's of her course. Linda, folks. Just back from Liverpool <laughs> after just being back from Finland last week, uh, and she just spent a whole lot of time in Liverpool uh, doing Beatles stuff. International Beatles Week. So. Um, Oh my gosh, where is my present for you? It's well, just keep looking. And yeah, while you're doing that, I'm going to talk to uh, Brian Rengel from Old Caz Brewery. Uh, Brewery. They just celebrated their fourth anniversary. Uh, explain, er, uh, because we talked about this earlier, but explain again, dude, <laughs> your past and all the stuff yeah. you did all over the, Tell us the, the, truth, the, the freaking world. <laughs> the, I mean, it's amazing. The whole truth. Yeah. So, um, so I went to Sonoma State. The plan was uh, law school. And I realized pretty early on that I'm not very good at sitting still or working indoors. And I ended up getting into scuba diving at SSU and just loved it. And so I, you know, advanced, took the advanced class and then I take the advanced rescue class. And then uh, I was like, the rescue captain was like, hey, man, you, you don't want to go to law school. You should go down to Santa Barbara. You're going to talk to my guy, Jeff, and you're going to do underwater welding as a class now explain underwater welding i mean it, i think that's a band that's playing a hot monkey night uh, 
Yeah. yeah. But no, what? Explain underwater welding. So it's it's a lot like uh, welding, not underwater. Okay. But you have to use DC, or else you'll blow your hands off. And uh, you like the way that they used to do it back in the day is they would take regular welding rods and dip them in beeswax, and then that would like quote waterproof them and then they were like that's all of the the oil platforms down in santa barbara that's where underwater welding was invented and pioneered all of those were built by a bunch of psychopaths with welding rods dipped in beeswax it's insane wow and so you know i say underwater welding it was it's basically commercial diving is just construction um but underwater and so instead of like taking the work truck to work I have a 35-pound stainless steel space helmet, and I'm living on a boat, and I get into a little cage with my whole harness and all my tools, and I just drop straight down to the job site. Good yeah. grief. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm very happy I don't do it. I hang out and drink beer now. Yeah, now right. you have but, a baby, too. And I have a baby, yeah. But, but you, you mentioned uh, 40 minutes ago, whatever it's been, uh, uh, a bunch of other stuff that you did. that, And slow this down, because... I'm going to want to ask you more about some of this. <laughs> uh, 40 minutes ago, you just rattled it off, and I'm, my head was spinning. But yeah. Go ahead. We got a little fast and loose back then. But, yeah, no, I I, uh, I went to dive school after Sonoma State, so I did two semesters at Santa Barbara City College. Got certified as an underwater welder, and then put two duffel bags together, threw them in the back of my 25-year-old pickup, and drove straight to Lafayette, Louisiana, um, slept in my truck for about a week because I was homeless and didn't have any money and uh, found a job. And then by the end of that week, I was on a crew van out to a boat and we were getting sent out into the Gulf of Mexico. And Hopefully so, making decent money because that's got to be a dangerous job. Right? It's, it's literally the underwater welding and commercial diving are the number one and number three most dangerous jobs in the world. And I was making when I first started Thirteen dollars an hour. Yeah. Now, granted, I was working. That's a, what I make. I, <laughs> granted, I was working a hundred hours a week, and I'm living on the boat, and they're like doing my laundry and cooking food for me. But you know, that's still it was like I, I always say. Everyone's like, oh, underwater welding. Like you must, uh, you must have made so much money. You know, how come you're not doing that anymore? It's like eh, if it was that good, I'd still be doing it. So I don't know. That's pretty amazing. The, yeah. Thirteen. The, yeah. Thirteen an bucks an hour, yeah. Good yeah. God. Yeah. And then I'm, and then I went and worked for a different company after uh, eight months or so. And this company I worked for had uh, was a Navy contractor, so I had to go get like Navy quals and like get like welding inspection certs and like all of these crazy things. And then we get sent to Africa, and so now I'm working off the west coast of Africa, off of an island called Malabo, which is called part of Equatorial Guinea. And yeah, I know I've never been there. It was well, which was so weird. I get down there and I'm like excited to see something new and hear some new languages. And I get down there and everyone speaks Spanish. And I'm like, well, this sucks. I'm from California. I speak Spanish. This isn't any fun. So we get out there, and then this oil patch that with all these oil rigs that are out there is uh, has a lot of pirate issues, which Africa does. So twice a day, there was a squadron of fighter jets that would fly over the oil field. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then, of course, the problem is is that uh, underwater welders are just the like most insane uh, DIY engineers that you've ever had. And you get you know 13 of them together 
you're going to have some weird little like inventions that they come up with. So we came up with like a harpoon gun that shot uh, like welding rods and we were shooting seagulls with it and all <laughs> kinds of, we had a potato launcher and we were stuffing, um, <laughs> we were stuffing glow sticks, industrial strength glow sticks, by the way, into potatoes and launching them off the side of the boat because it was nighttime and you could only see the potato for a hundred yards. And so we've made tracer round potato launcher uh, out on the boat. And you were never uh, arrested and, and put no. in a South African jail. Or? No, 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 no. I uh, I was. I mean, you're out on the boat and you're not allowed to drink, which is kind of cool because it's just it's just you and the guys, and you got your work boots, and you're, you're doing not drinking, not drinking, just <laughs> hanging out on the boat four months straight. You were. He's made up for that yeah. over the last number <laughs> of years. So you can make his own now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So. Um, but then we're flying home and we learned that on international flights, alcohol is free. So we were barely made it home. I'll say I, I'm surprised. I can only imagine. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't just put us in the shipping container and send us home on the boat because it was, we were problem children on that boat. How'd you end up airplane. doing the, the uh, I always thought, thought that Alaskan gold mining, underwater gold mining was really fascinating too that you were doing yeah so 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 work slows down when i'm in the gulf of mexico and i've got this buddy jp and he's like fresh out of college and he's hawking solar panels down at home depot <laughs> he just randomly is chatting it up with some guy and this guy's like yeah i'm a diver up in alaska and he's like no way my buddy brian's a diver and he's like really i need a diver <laughs> and so he's like all right i'm gonna give brian so so I, you'd never been to alaska before at this nope, point never been to alaska so, so you take this gig so i call this guy and he's like all right i need to make sure you're not a total dork so we're gonna have a little bit of an interview my interview, it means, is like a Denny's parking lot in Oakland. So <laughs> so I meet with Captain Craig. Who's the dork there? <laughs> right? So I meet with Captain Craig in a Denny's parking lot, and then he's like, well, yeah, here's the gig, here's the deal. Uh, may, might make a lot of money, might not make any money, so, you know, don't worry about it. He's like, all right, yeah. And uh, so I bought a one-way ticket to Nome, Alaska, which, if you've ever been there, there's no roads that go there. It's so far north. It's like, yeah, you have to fly in or take a barge, I guess, with the rest of the construction equipment. But, um, yeah, so I was up there for two years, and I was captain of an underwater gold dredge called the Midas. And so we named our blonde ale after that. So did you make any money then doing that? I paid off all my student loans. I'll say that. Well, that's a thing. Yeah. 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 So not you know no one's a millionaire. Don't, don't over let the Republicans here, but... hear about this because they're going to want everybody to do that. How long were you yeah. in Alaska? Two summers. Yeah. So I would go up April and come back October or so and uh, or November and uh, yeah I did it two summers and then that second summer Tom called me with the idea of like hey let's start a brewery and I was like yeah this is that sounds like more fun and yes. I. I, sound, I swear, every single day I wake up and I think about how I don't have to get into a frozen wetsuit today. I still, every single you day. You still could. I could. Oh, yeah. if I had to? To and, feed you know, my, my children? Actually, uh, my if you child, go yeah. to uh, Old Kaz Brewing, ask for uh, Brian to put on an <laughs> yeah. old wetsuit. Yeah, yeah. A frozen wetsuit. And pour you yeah. a beer. Well, speaking of, so I, I, I know you probably talked about the anniversary. Yeah, oh yeah. That I'm sorry I missed that, but I was in Liverpool. I know, I, I know. I Hanging we got out with, the, with yeah. the Beatles. Yeah. 
So I, I knew you'd they're pretty me for popular. That. I've heard their music. But you have some killer food trucks and stuff there too. Oh as well. yeah, yeah. You so get Galvin's Eatery there. Galvin's or? there right now. Actually, I was just hanging out with Omar. You should have brought us food. I should have uh, asked. Yeah, if you asked, I would have brought some. Okay, let's just let's just make a pact that every time you come on, you bring food. Okay, uh, Herlinda, explain this because you guys, <laughs> you, you know, you could be speaking German to me. I, you know, you can't just throw stuff out without explaining. To our hundred thousand listeners, they get the best food trucks. Yeah, we oh, yeah. sort of discussed that, oh, yeah. but we go into detail. But, like Galvin's Eatery yep. has this, yep. like amazing burgers. Yep. And the then- spot yesterday mm-hmm. has this awesome has awesome burgers, and they had uh, what was it? They had Philly fries over, and they're doing shakes now. Actually, okay. the- what's a Philly fry? So Philly fry is <laughs> like a Philly cheesesteak, uh, like. French fry nachos, kind of. Action. Almost like a yeah, you know, I had yeah. that not long ago, and yeah. I'm a big Philly guy, and I've yeah. spent a lot of time in my life mm-hmm. uh, in Philly. Yeah, and the real cheesesteaks there. Oh yeah, it's the greatest from from Saul's. I think Is that, that's, that's the, the other one. That's the, the other. There's I two. Keep, yeah, I keep forgetting across it. the way, yeah. across the street. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think it's Saul's. Uh, there's other one starts with a C. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, Tara took me there. Yeah, one of them is the greatest. The other one has. Decent cheesesteaks, but the guy's a, a complete white racist. Uh, so we don't go there. We yeah. go to the guy across the street, and and yeah. he's cool. And and the but I'm a big Philly guy and a big cheesesteak guy. <laughs> and I have had the cheese, the Philly fries yeah. thing. Yeah, that's cool. Well, and so they they have also at the spot the food truck. They have a milkshake made out of uh, orange crush. Which is that imperial sour kettle sour? I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. They make a mil- they've like, uh, like boiled down like a gallon of our beer into a syrup, and then made a milkshake syrup out of this orange crush, and it's kind of this like Yum. orange Julius milkshake. It's oh, good. that's cool, man. Yeah. Orange creamsicle. Where are you guys located at? Uh, so the brewery's at five six two five State Farm Drive in Roner Park. Um, we are just uh, just north of the police station and the library, I guess, is the best way to describe it. You, you <laughs> That's a good place yeah. to be. Yeah. <laughs> you can't see it like, right on the road. You, yeah. like, you'll look for the sign, and then there's all those little industrial things in there. Like, yeah, it's, it's, we're like, behind you, a bunch of auto <laughs> shops. It's, if, I, if you Google it, you will find it. If Yardbirds still existed, yeah. it would be behind Yardbirds. Yeah, and, and it's, it's south, old. South and behind. Old Caz. Old Caz. C A Z. Oldcaz.com. So check them out. And again, uh, have we wrapped up? Because your story just fascinates the <laughs> hell out of me. Have we wrapped up everything? We, we were last in Alaska. Yeah. What happened after that? Uh, and yeah. this is before you started Old Caz with your partner. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm up there in Alaska. It's my, my second summer up there. Tom calls me and says, let's start this brewery. I'm like, yeah, let's do that. No more frozen wetsuits for me. But, I mean, Alaska was insane. I'm, I'm pulling raw gold off the bottom of the ocean. That's an insane... I'm, I'm being paid in a mason jar of gold. Like, people get paychecks or, like, get paid cash. No, no, no. I get paid gold. How do you cash that? You go to RCU? <laughs> go to the gold lady. Redwood Credit Union? No, you got to go to the lady. Look, I have a <laughs> jar of gold. Yeah, no, you got to go to the gold lady. And I don't know where there's any locally, but the gold lady I used to go, Miss Sarah, she was great. So I think I was yeah. married to a gold lady not long ago, but that, that's a whole other story. I have what many ex wives. What was Tom doing up until then? So Tom, um, Tom graduated kinesiology, and he was doing coaching, and I think was going to do something with athletics, um, and then just got really into homebrewing. And he's like, oh my God, this is the coolest thing. 
And so he's like, he's like, I'm going to go online. I'm going to find a job in beer something. And the first thing that he could find was the graveyard ship shift mopping the floor at Budweiser. Really? So for a year, he worked at Buzz, Budweiser mopping the floors. In Fairfield. That in one, Fairfield. One? Yeah. yeah, just yeah. so he could be yeah. close to the tanks and like see the beer wow. happen, right? That's a good, yeah. great story. Man. Yeah. So then he parlayed, parlayed his uh, floor mopping skills to get a job at Bear Republic. <laughs> and then he was mopping floors and cleaning tanks at Bear Republic. And then slowly, with practicing his own home brewing and doing his own DIY... Does that help you with the whole uh, with your tanks kind of getting you know used and abused over time, and then your welding experience tying into that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's so so. What's important was like what what I really learned from all of my diving experience was that everything is fixable, especially if you have a cell phone with YouTube on it, it you can fix anything in the world. So we've been able to like build things ourselves and DIY our way through the entire uh, process of starting a business. It was just a, like, hey, we need to we need to figure out how to make the beer. All right, Tom's figured out how to make the beer. All right, next problem. All right, now we need to uh, figure out a lease. Okay, we'll figure that out. Oh, now we need to you know rebuild this motor. Oh, okay, we'll take it apart. It's all just wires and screws and bolts and wow. it's, yeah, it's things are more simple than everyone. You and my dad were totally talking MacGyver <laughs> when my father yeah, was here. Yeah, I love MacGyver. Yeah, so they were just like talking about, okay, I can fix this. And then and then he would, Brian would ask my dad, do you want to see another thing that I do? Do you want to see another thing that I do? And my dad was yeah. eating it up. He's been on the show before yeah, yeah. also. And but. Brian, if you can fix this radio show, let me know. <laughs> we, that seems, we need help. It sounds a little more ethereal than I, than I can fix. I'm more of an engineer. <laughs> So what's coming up for you guys uh, now that you know summer's winding down and we oh my god so we've we've got uh, we've got a Labor Day event coming up. Um, Tell us about that. I actually Labor Day is freaking Monday. I dude. know it's coming up. So and, um, tell everyone. So we're gonna have beer specials. Honestly, I probably should have uh, looked at the poster a little more closely before I left the tap room. <laughs> That's I, fine. I'm not entirely sure what we're doing specifically for it, but I know that we are having an event for that. Um, what I'm personally focused on is is getting the new space ready. Hopefully, we'll be open by the end of the oh, year. At Sonoma Mountain Village. At Soma Village. At yes. Soma Village, yeah. Very excited about yeah. that. And um, we just got all of the brewing equipment that we need for Soma Village um, basically free. So this might be the biggest uh, oh, yes. free Craig's come up that you we've... sent me pictures. Yeah. Yeah, so, you mentioned that. Now, uh, uh, Soma, as Soma. we all call it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, where Sally Tomatoes yeah. is and yep. the, the outdoor stage and everything. So where, in relationship to, say, Sally Tomatoes... Yeah, where where are you guys going to be? So okay, so if you go into the parking lot like you're going to Sally Tomatoes, yeah, and Sally Tomatoes on the left. If you look straight ahead, there's a giant square yellow beige building, and we are on the bottom corner of that, and we are going to make it the coolest place to go. Uh, I it's, can't wait. Yeah, okay. and, and again, the t- time frame you're not sure yet. By the it? end of the year, that's oh, that's really? the tentative time. Okay, frame. well yeah. that's coming yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's been it's the plans have changed so many times. It's it's coming along though. All right, so Herlinda, what are you yeah. doing next? Are you flying to Pengrove tonight? <laughs> well, actually, I'm looking at what they're doing on Labor Day on Monday, September. Yeah, 4th. go for it. Cousins Maine Lobster at 
old Casbury. Oh, that's right. The lobster. Okay, lobster thing. salad. Yes, that's yes, yes, yes. Not normal for Whoa. our area. Yeah. No. I know. That's that's how we do it though. We don't <laughs> do it the normal way. You know, we have uh, we have a, a happy Howley Days Christmas party luau. We like to. <laughs> When's that? That's um, end of December usually. I forget. We roast a couple pigs. Have a have a fun luau. Okay. Um. I mean, how many places have a two-day anniversary rager that shuts the whole parking lot down? We don't do things normal. We do it extra credit. Actually, I think with the you dry know, weather, like that, Brian. Had a week-long party for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is Brian Rengel from Old Kaz Brewery. It's oldkaz.com. You must check them out. And again, you can uh, go to the tap room in Roner Park and find out everything about them at the website oldcas.com and I will ask you again before we wrap out of here uh, Herlinda what's next for you? God uh, I am judging in Singapore in of September of course you are <laughs> aren't we all? this will be my first time going there the only time wow. I've been to Asia was Shanghai um, and what are you ju- are you judging beer or it's food? A- it's the Asian National Beer Competition or not na- at national like the Asian like the whole Asian Asia. Asia. All of it. Beer competition. When's that? Like Afghani uh, beer, it's too? It's September 29th and 30th. I don't know, actually. That would be cool. Well, the guy that's running it Hooch. is a Brit. So there's people from all over the world in Singapore, but especially there's lots of Brits in mm. Hong Kong and Malaysia. I'm more excited about the food because they're known for the street hawker food. Oh, yeah. Anthony Bourdain loved Singapore. Watched all that stuff exactly. with Bourdain. I'm going to rewatch it a few more times. And I remember going, I got to go to Singapore at some yeah. point. Yeah, so I'm going to I'm going to do that and But um, what is, is this is local Singapore beer or No, no, or it's all it's, 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 over it's, it's Asia. the Asia Cup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's for okay. all over wow. Asia. And right before that is the Japan one. So if I can get into that one, I'm um, Yuichi Kiyuchi, who was on our show before. Yeah. Uh, from Hitachino Nest Brewery, you know, with the owl. Um, they he he uh, wants me to try to come out and do the, the Japan one yeah. too. So I'd like to do that as well. So the Japan um, one is when they bring in the sing tao. <laughs> no, that that's that's Chinese. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, they don't really like each other. That's the only luxury car I didn't see in Shanghai. Really? I saw Teslas, everything else. No Toyotas, no Lexus. I understand. Well, yeah, that's they, a shame. It is the drive brouhaha every Toyota's Thursday. <laughs> every Thursday brought to you by uh, the Victory House at uh, Poppy Bank Epicenter and, of course, Russian River Brewing. Her Linda and our guest today, Brian Rengel from Old Cas Brewery. Brewery. I'm having a hard time with you my just say R's. beer. Just old cast beer. Old cast beer. Yeah, old <laughs> yeah that's better. Yeah. Oldcas.com. Check them out and check out their tap room in Rohnert Park. Uh, Brian, great to see you and thank, thank you. you so much for coming in, buddy. Thank you for having me. And we'll yeah. do it again. Yes, definitely. All right, Herlinda, I guess we'll, yeah. we'll see you next Thursday. You see me next Thursday mm-hmm. unless I get invited someplace like cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>